Hello and welcome. You're listening to Health Careers with Dr. Marn, a podcast show that attempts to pull back the curtain on what a career in health and wellness is really like. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Marn. So this podcast, Health Careers with Dr. Marn, is to help students who are interested in a health and wellness profession and career to hear from other professionals who are already doing the profession and career of their interest. And so in those previous episodes, we've talked about what they're doing, how they're doing it, and how they got there. But in today's episode, we're not going to talk about what other people are doing, but what you can do right now. And then we're not talking about a year from now, or six months from now, or a week from now. We're talking about right now. Like right now. Now, maybe you're thinking like, whoa, wait a second. This is totally different. Well, you haven't heard it yet, <laughs> quite frankly. But I think you're going to really value what this episode has in it. So how did this come about? Well, it came to my attention that with the whole pandemic and coronavirus going on, that the usual way that students were trying to you know, explore and learn about a health career and wellness career has kind of turned uh, itself upside down. So what I did is I reached out to a handful of pre-health students at Washington University. And I asked them, what is one question that you would like answered from a advisor, specifically a pre-health advisor? And I got a whole bunch of different questions from these students. But one question that stood out was the following. In light of our current pandemic at this moment, what can undergraduates do to learn more about health professions and enhance their application to make them stronger candidates? That's a great question. But I thought that probably the best people that would be able to answer that are probably pre-health advisors at universities and colleges. So what I did is I reached out to several pre-health advisors across the country. And this episode is their responses to that. So in today's episode, we're going to hear from pre-health advisors with tons of experience from four major universities from across this country. And in their own way, they're going to answer the question, what can undergraduates do to learn more, learn more about health professions and enhance their application to make them stronger candidates during this current pandemic? Before we get started, I'd like to send a shout out to the students who have provided their perspective and input. Thank you very much for Ishana, EUL, Evan Mutik, Jade Cohen, Angela Gormley, Kaylee, Lena, Kate Kavanaugh, and Amanda. And if you're a student and you really like this episode um, and you have a question that you want answered, then email me. Let me know. And maybe I can help you out. So our very first pre-health advisor that we're going to hear from is Dr. Dia Salimi at the University of Wisconsin. Hi, my name is Dia Salimi with the Center for Pre-Health Advising at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, Wisconsin. Our office has a great collection of resources that you can explore on our website at prehealth.wisc.edu. Click on the slider called Involvement During the Pandemic for ideas on volunteering locally, virtual volunteering, patient care training, and developing life skills and more. Um, And this isn't just specific to Madison, Wisconsin. It's meant to get you thinking about ways you can do this in your area. But I specifically want to focus on connecting with professionals and alumni during the pandemic because the pandemic has really um, put a cramp in in our ability 
to learn about the fields that we're interested in because we can't be in the same spaces. So first of all, connecting with alumni, check with maybe your career service office at your school and see if they have an alumni connection service. At Madison, we have something called Badger Bridge, which helps current students connect with alumni. So check and see if your school has something similar. I am not a big LinkedIn user now, but when I was transitioning into my job, I used LinkedIn a lot. So create a LinkedIn profile and join groups. Groups are a great collection of people around a shared interest. And so it's a great way to meet people and you can message them directly and ask if they have time for a short Zoom chat. And if they don't have, I usually phrase it like this, do you have time for a short Zoom chat? Or if not, would you be willing to answer a few questions by email? So you're building your network and you could do this locally. You could just do it maybe in the the city you're in, or you could do it within a specialty that you're interested in. If you want to meet a bunch of people who got into anesthesiology, um, that isn't geographically limited. I think that the purpose of doing this is you're building virtual connections that you can tap into later when you can be in a real physical space. The third thing that I would do is attend virtual fairs. Virtual fairs are hosted by schools and they're often, the chat rooms are often staffed by the professionals in the program. So you can meet doctors and PAs or dentists or whatever you're interested in. And so it's a great way to make a first contact with the school and get questions answered that you may have. Most importantly, and finally, diversify your social media platforms and amplify content that you like. So what does this mean? Let's say you're super into anesthesiology. Well, start following some anesthesiologists on TikTok or Instagram. Find hashtags that are connected to things that you care about. If you're really interested in diversity in medicine, start following some of those hashtags and amplify them on your stories. Be sure to tag them. Be sure to reshare and tag them because that gets you noticed too. And then you can start having these side chats in direct messaging, right? So they see you, you get to talk to them. You're starting to build a connection that maybe you can have in real life later, right? So these are just some things that I would do to uh, bridge this gap that we have when we can't be in real spaces. Mind your alumni contacts, use LinkedIn, go to virtual fairs, and diversify your social media platforms. Thanks for listening. Good luck. Hang in there. You can do this. So that was Dr. Dia Salimi, one of the main pre-health advisors for over 10 years at the University of Wisconsin. I love her advice. It's very tangible and clear. Just to summarize, number one, she says, connect with alumni. Number two, create a LinkedIn profile and join groups through that. Number three, attend virtual fairs to help deepen the connection and maybe initiate the connection and then deepen it with doctors and dentists and others, other professions that you're interested in. And number four, diversify your social media platforms so you can amplify the content that you like. And I love how she finalizes the thought process where you got to bridge that gap. You have to be proactive and make connections 
for to make up for the real spaces that we don't usually have. So the next advisor I'd like to introduce you to is Dr. Kiana Sharoma. She is the director of Pre-Health and Pre-Law Advising Center at the University of Hawaii in Manoa, which is in Honolulu, Hawaii. As some of you may know, University of Hawaii is where I got my medical degree from, and actually which is where I was born and raised. So it's great to have um, Dr. Sharoma and University of Hawaii participate in this episode. So let's listen in. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Kiana Shiroma. I'm from the Pre-Health Advising Center at the University of Hawaii at Manoa. I'd like to thank Dr. Marn for allowing me to record my answer regarding the question, in light of our current pandemic at this moment, what can undergraduates do to learn more about health professions and enhance their application to make them stronger candidates? So this is a great question. And I actually get it like every other appointment that I have with my pre-health advisees. And so although there are very few opportunities that you can take advantage of in person, there are very many ways that you can still be active and still improve your application as a health profession school applicant. And so one way is to contact health professionals that are still working with patients and ask them if you would still be able to shadow them. So I know on the continental U.S. as well as here on island on Oahu, there are professionals who are letting applicants shadow them in their telemedical appointments. So that could be one option that you can still be able to learn more about health professions and still um, you know, get some kind of shadowing hours. Another way to get more experience or more knowledge about the professions is to take advantage of the very many online opportunities that there are out there. So one of them would be our workshop series uh, for which we provide to anyone and everyone who still has a school or university email account. And so you can just go to our website at manoa.hawaii.edu slash undergrad slash pack and you can sign up for our workshops there. Um, so some of these workshops include um, a health professions panel as well as ways to shadow and network. So all of those opportunities um, can be found on there. Also on our website, um, you will see that you can be able to subscribe to our monthly newsletter. And in that newsletter, we include any kinds of opportunities that we get nationwide on there. Um, in addition to that, um, we post these same kinds of events on our social media, um, all of which you can find on that subscribe webpage. In addition, we also have a specific webpage dedicated for opportunities during this COVID-19 pandemic. So all of that can be found on our website. In addition, you can contact us directly at uhpac at hawaii.edu. Like I said earlier, we're open to the public, so anyone can schedule an appointment with us as well. You can just email us uh, if you have any questions or concerns or if you want to schedule an appointment. But, um, you know, just keep in mind that the admissions committees are aware that a pandemic is going on. They will be um, knowing that you know, applicants in general just aren't able to get as many in-person experiences as possible. And so um, they will be 
putting uh, more of a focus then on what are you doing as an applicant then to be proactive, to still learn about your health professional career, um, to still be striving to enhance your application. And so um, that's why it's really important to record everything that you're doing even now. So all of those events that I mentioned earlier that you may be attending, record all of those uh, events and opportunities now because um, with that way you'll be able to refer back and make sure that you include everything that you've done up until this point um, in your application. And so another way that you could also still enhance your application is to demonstrate that you are a leader. And again, that's kind of thinking outside of the box and being creative and also learning and thinking about how you might want to contribute to this community during its significant times of need. And so those are ways um, that admissions committees are still looking for you to be active in that way. So again, um, you know, still be active and record everything that you do. And then also know that admissions committees are going through the same pandemic as you. So um, you just try to be proactive in other ways. So again, my name is Dr. Kiana Shiroma from the Pre-Health Advising Center at the University of Hawaii at Manoa. Please feel free to contact us should you have any questions or concerns or want to speak with a peer advisor or myself. Again, thank you so much to Dr. Mar for having me and take care and be safe. So that was Dr. Kiana Shiroma the Director of Pre-Health and Pre-Law Advising for over six years at the University of Hawaii in Manoa, which is in Honolulu, Hawaii. Dr. Shroma's advice was very clear and precise. Uh, just to summarize, number one, she recommends contact pre-health professionals and reach out to them and maybe possibly do a telemedicine shadowing. Number two, look at online opportunities. Look at your college's or university's website and look for their workshops or newsletters or any other specific resources that could be applicable, but also look at other universities and other colleges' resources. Now, of course, Dr. Shroma uh, is highlighting some of the resources for her university students who are listening at University of Hawaii, but the principles are still the same. The idea is still the same. Check out those resources at your nearby university or college that maybe you can tap into. Number three, record everything. Because admissions officers and admissions committees still want to know and see if you're remaining interested even during this pandemic. And number four, demonstrate that you're a leader. Start thinking outside the box, be creative, you know, find a way to contribute to your community in these significant times of need. So my next pre-health advisor is Ms. Joe Scullion. She is currently the Assistant Director of Health Careers and Biosciences at the University of California, Berkeley, and she's been doing health and pre-health advising for well over a decade. So let's tune in to her advice. So the question is, what can undergraduates do to learn more about health professions and enhance their application to make them stronger candidates? First, I recommend students only do what they are comfortable doing in this time of COVID-19 restrictions. There are many online volunteer activities that students can get involved in that can inform them and they can add to their application. Our Cal Berkeley students have been finding opportunities to help others by participating in the many campus clubs that have resumed meetings via Zoom this fall. For example, there is a K-12 virtual student tutoring, coach art, and the California.gov site to name a few options out there. 
I've listed lots and lots of opportunities for getting involved and helping others in our weekly health and medicine career mail, so students know there are things they can still do to help. During the summer, I encourage students to read what I call doctor books for pre-meds and nursing books for pre-nursing students. I've provided my short list of about 10 books to students, but I have many more if they are interested. And of course, I encourage students to listen to science and medically related podcasts to get a better scope of understanding of science and medicine. One suggestion I often make is to consider volunteering for crisis hotlines. These provide excellent training and communication skills for handling crisis situations that are done via phone or text. There are virtual opportunities for shadowing being created for students that allow them an opportunity to shadow professionals. Some professional schools are willing to accept these hours and if they are documented through homework. Even if professional schools are not willing to accept those virtual shadowing hours, I remind students that the experience is for their learning benefit, not just to fill in hours for their application. For students who want to be actively out helping, there are activities I suggest, such as COVID testing, COVID tracing, helping out at food banks, delivering food to seniors who are isolated at home, or training to become an essential worker, such as an EMT, CNA, phlebotomist, scribe, or medical assistant, to name a few. Research has been harder for students to find or continue as most research has been put on hold. I've encouraged students to ask their PIs if they could do a literature search for them. There are a few labs I have heard of that are starting to allow a student or two to return to lab work, which is great, but there are many students who have had their research work put on hold. Some students are using this time to take extra courses since they have more time to study, and some are using their extra time to learn another language. I've been truly impressed with the creative ways our students are adjusting to the virtual world of COVID and still managing to find opportunities to help others, whether virtually or in person. So that was Ms. Joe Scullion, one of the main pre-health advisors at the University of California, Berkeley. Obviously, she had a, a whole plethora of things that you could consider doing. Uh, and just to summarize, uh, number one, consider looking at online volunteer opportunities and activities. Look at some clubs to join. Number two, she encourages reading uh, what she calls doctor books and nursing books to provide a better idea of what each health career could be like. Number three, listen to science and medically related podcasts to get a better understanding. Number four, consider volunteering for such things as a crisis hotline. Number five, virtual shadowing as similarly suggested by Dr. Sharoma. Number six, consider helping the community out such as doing um, volunteering for COVID testing and COVID tracing or even helping out at food banks. Number seven, look, continue uh, consider research. Um, you could even do a literature search for a principal investigator, so don't rule research out. And number eight, consider doing some extra studying and taking courses, maybe even learn another language. I think the main take-home point for me from Ms. Scullion's advice is you have to be creative. Continually look at opportunities and find opportunities that maybe you or others have not noticed yet, especially during times of this pandemic. So my fourth and final speaker is Carolyn Herman. She's an Associate Dean at the College of Arts and Sciences and also the Director of the Pre-Health Program at Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri. Washington University, or WashU as we call it, is actually my alma mater. It's where I did my college and undergraduate years. So I'm really happy that Dean Herman and Washington University was able to participate in this very interesting and 
insightful episode. So let's hear what Dean Herman has to say. Hi, this is Carolyn Herman. I direct the pre-health advising program at Washington University in St. Louis. Um, I'm getting a lot of questions from my own students about what to do to get clinical experience when most shadowing and most in-person volunteering has been canceled. I think I have already seen students pursuing a couple of avenues, and one of those is just getting a part-time or even a full-time job in a clinical setting, maybe training as an EMT uh, and getting licensed um, and working for an ambulance um, service, maybe working as a transporter or an ER tech or scribing um, in person at a local urgent care. Um, I'm seeing all of those uh, options being pursued. Um, I think a lot of my students who are not in a position to add work to a busy academic schedule are going to spend more time and energy on things like informational interviewing of physicians um, and virtual volunteering things, some of which are taking place in clinical settings. So there, there are virtual volunteering opportunities with hospice patients, with, um, you know, with uh, elderly in nursing homes. And I think those are great ways to at least get a, a important insights into the patient perspective and what it's like to work with patients, even if it's not direct observation of the physician role. Um, I, there are also some virtual shadowing opportunities that I think you can find just by Googling virtual shadowing. We're certainly encouraging students to participate in as many of those as possible. Um, so I think there will still be ways to explore healthcare and um, learn about both the physician role and patients' needs, even in the midst of a pandemic. So that was Carolyn Herman at Washington University. So her advice was great because it specifically honed in on ideas on how to obtain clinical experience and information during these challenging times. So to summarize Carolyn Herman's main points, number one, consider work full-time or part-time or or volunteering in clinical setting. Uh, That reminds me of uh, an episode that I recorded with Dr. Nate Inoki, Inoki, um, a hand surgeon, uh, episodes eight and nine of this podcast. And he talked about how he actually worked as an EMT and paramedic before actually even applying to medical school. Uh, Number two is informational interviewing of physicians and uh, virtual volunteering. And number three, virtual shadowing. So those are four wonderful speakers and pre-health advisors from across the country giving advice that I think could be very pertinent to you, especially if you're considering a career in pre-health or even wellness. For me, after having listened to these four speakers, uh, pre-health advisors from across the country, uh, there's two take-home messages that I think I would like to share. Number one is being creative. You have to be creative in your approach to gaining that experience and understanding and have a deeper uh, understanding and knowledge of a career that you might be interested in. So you have to think about that and explore that. And number two is take initiative. Taking that first step, making that phone call or phone calls, sending out emails and being persistent to the people or organizations that you'd like to learn more information from. Maybe utilizing a friend or a teacher or a family member that knows people that can help get you some deeper uh, and stronger understanding of a career or specialty, or profession that you're interested in. Now, previous episodes prior to this one was all about what 
people are doing in their careers and how they got there. This episode was different because it talked about what you can do to get to your career or profession of of your choosing. So if you're a student or a pre-health advisor or just someone very interested in in pursuing a career in health or wellness and you want to get answers from other pre-health advisors and you like this episode, let me know. If you liked this episode or loved it, let me know. And what I can do is probably uh, uh, replicate another version of this, but maybe with a different question. Uh, and I can reach out to other pre-health advisors to get their perspective in a similar episode like this for the future. The best way to do that is to go to my website, healthcareerswithdrmarn.com or hcwithdrmarn.com. Check it out. Go to my contact page. Send me an email or Put your question in the inquiry portion of the contact page and let me know what your question might be. Let me know if you like this episode and I will try to reach out to other pre-health advisors and see if they can provide wonderful advice like we did in this episode. My goal is to make this a wonderful resource to you as a student. So feedback of any sort would be appreciated and how I can make it better for you. Now, before we sign off on this episode, I'd like to give a Big thank you and special recognition to our four pre-health advisors that participated in this episode. Uh, that's uh, Dia Salimi from University of Wisconsin, Kiana Sharoma from University of Hawaii, uh, Joe Scullion uh, from University of California, Berkeley, and Carolyn Herman at Washington University in St. Louis. Thank you so much. So um, meaningful and uh, big thank you. If you'd like to learn more about these speakers, reach out to them. Uh, and also learn more about the schools that they are at, then I'm going to leave their contact information uh, on my website and you can go there to, to look it up. Okay, everyone, that wraps up this very unique episode. So glad you were able to tune in. If you'd like to learn more about these guests and speakers and other past guests, then check out my website, healthcareerswithdrmarn.com or hcwithdrmarn.com. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode.